you can start out with one thing, get really good at it, build a following. And then as your business grows, you can extend and tweak your content marketing plan from there. Best ever listeners, before we jump into today's episode, got two questions for you. And this is for my fix and flippers out there. One, are your financing costs eating away at your bottom line? And two, are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by reducing your loan payments to the bank or private lender? Of course you are, right? You're always looking to maximize the potential of your deal. So here's a solution. We got a solution for you through the crowdfunding platform, Patch of Land. If you're a loyal best ever listener, you know Patch of Land. They've been on the show many times. They've sponsored the show many times. They're back for more because they love you. They want to help you out. They want to add value to your life. And here's how they're going to do it. They have a solution to your financing issue of financing costs eating away from the bottom line, and they want to help you reduce your loan payment to the bank. So here we go. Patch of Land offers a fix and flip loan program that only charges interest on the funds that have been dispersed as opposed to tradition, the traditional model of lenders charging interest on the whole loan amount at the beginning. You save a lot of money this way. And it can be misleading when you get your terms quoted to you by the lender at a particular rate if they charge all of the interest up front versus upon distribution. Patch of Land's got a document that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper to educate yourself on questions you should ask the lender. Regardless if you go with Patch of Land, you've got to get this document to educate yourself on the questions to ask your lender to make sure you're getting the best financing terms. The document's at patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. That's patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Patch of Land, they can close in as little as seven days and they can help you through this program save thousands of dollars on your deals, make more money, and uh, have a better business and grow your fix and flip business. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. Well, first off, I hope you're having a best ever weekend. And because today's Sunday, we got a special segment called Skillset Sunday. And with Skillset Sunday, we will help you either hone or acquire a skill that perhaps you didn't have before or just get better at it. In the business of real estate, we are either looking for deals or money and or both, and we're trying to match up the two. And one underlying theme of all that is being a credible and respected source for people to do deals with us. And in order to do that, at least in today's world, we need a good online presence. And that's why we're talking to Lindsay Phillips, who is the CEO and captain of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, a content marketing company. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm awesome. How are you doing, Joe? I'm awesome as well. Nice to have you on the show. And let's see, we're going to focus our time on creating compelling content as real estate entrepreneurs and just ways that you've helped other entrepreneurs do that. And by the way, Lindsay's got a podcast. Go listen to that and you can find more about it at our website, which is smoothbusinessgrowth.com. She's based in Toronto, Canada. So you're going to pick up some Canadian as we talk. So with that being said, Lindsay, how do you help entrepreneurs? And then we'll go from there. You betcha. I actually deal with quite a few businesses and individuals that are in the real estate investing sphere, oddly enough. 
And with content marketing, the point is that you want to attract your target market. You want to nurture them, build relationships, and obviously acquire them as a customer or have some kind of partnership with them. So through content marketing, whether it's blogs or videos or, of course, a podcast, which you and I both love, social media, email marketing, all of it is content. So to me, it's like all that good information that you have in your head, all that knowledge, the experience, you're sharing it with your audience in the hopes of attracting, nurturing, and acquiring those customers. So we've got these platforms, these different options, and as entrepreneurs, and I consider every real estate investor an entrepreneur because we are. So as entrepreneurs, how do we decide which one to dive into and then what should our approach be? I know that's such a huge question because people can get so sidetracked by what's hot and what's popular. But when you stop and think about it, think of all those ones that kind of went to the wayside, like Blab and Meerkat and uh, does anyone use Periscope? I have no idea. (laughs) But Think about where your target market is. Those people that you are your like your perfect client or think of a handful of clients that you have currently and find out where they're hanging out. Are they watching videos? Are they on Instagram? Maybe some of them don't even bother with Twitter. So you want to know where they're hanging out and where they're diving into resources and finding the information that they want because those are the places where you want to invest the most of your time. Okay. That's very practical and that's something that we can all do. And I love the way this is going. So we have decided where we're going to put our time and effort based on where our target market is. And if we don't know where, then just go talk to someone who is in our target market and ask them what they're doing and ask a couple more people and you'll get some ideas. Then what do we do? Check out your competitors. Oh yeah. Those that are your um, industry leaders See where they're getting the most action and where they're getting the most support and engagement with their audience. Don't be afraid to big borrow and steal, I always say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Once we do that, once we've identified it, then what's the approach? You want to connect with them. And especially to me in real estate investing, there's a huge amount of trust. It's people's hard-earned money. When people are sharing money with other people, you want to feel safe and secure And you want to trust the other person in regards to that they really know their stuff. So to me, one of the biggest ways to establish that element of trust is definitely through video, whether it's live Facebook where you're connecting with them right off the cuff, live obviously, but even just through videos and YouTube and sharing your knowledge, even if it's a 10 minute how to or answering some of the biggest questions. Video is really, really impactful and don't be afraid to get into it. I know a lot of people hold back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So video is the best way, in your opinion, to connect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people don't have the personality for video and it's just incredibly awkward. It just doesn't portray them in the best way. Fair enough. Honestly, and I'm not, like, I'm not saying they're no, ugly. I'm, I'm not saying they're ugly. Yeah. I'm no. just saying that they just don't come across very well on video. Yeah. And some people, you know what? I have a client who is in Idaho. She's in tax business and tax coaching. She's very, very quiet. She knows her stuff like inside out. Yep. But she is so quiet. So her first videos were, I'm not going to lie, they were kind of painful to watch. (laughs) And I felt that way when I started my videos. I was so nervous and I felt so uncomfortable. And you just have to know that the first few that you do are going to suck. 
and it's okay. It's like even the greats like Marie Forleo, I always refer to her videos because they are impeccable and it's intimidating. But if you look at her first couple of videos, they are in her kitchen, like in front of her computer. And it's like, she started somewhere, right? You have to have a starting place and you will get more comfortable. And now this client of mine that was all like super shy and awkward, she's on the stage and she is killing it. My coach says to me, you got to suck it up. Yeah. Mm. And just know that the first few are not going to be great. And you just, you can take them down later when you get better ones. <laughs> so but, you're saying just power through it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Power through it. The only way you're going to get through that. And if you can fast track your business and if you can connect with people faster, you have to get over your own fears and just push through it. When you are doing the videos, what is the frequency that you should be doing them? I think it's better to do weekly because then people get used to seeing it. You're going to connect with them on a, a quicker level versus if you only do video, let's say once a month, they're going to forget about you within that month period. And then also, and here's a really good tip that if you're not pushing out social media content on a regular basis, whether it's a video or otherwise, you're not consistent. You're going to drop out of, the news feed of those people that are your ideal client. It's going to be out of sight and out of mind. And Facebook will sort of pull you out of their algorithm, so to speak, because they're going to know that people are not engaging. They're not commenting because there's nothing there. So they're not going to bother pushing your stuff on people's feed. Mm -hmm. When clients come to you, what's the main thing they pay you to do? That's an interesting question. <laughs> I've never been asked it that way before. They feel stuck. They know that content marketing is important, but they don't know where to start. They feel overwhelmed with all the options and they don't want to learn all the techie stuff behind the scenes. So they will create a blog or we have copywriters, of course, create the video, podcast, whatever it may be, and we take care of the rest. So we publish it, we optimize it, SEO it, promote it. So it frees up their time and they don't have to deal with the nitty gritty and the behind the scenes nuts and bolts of it all. So you consult with them along the way, but then also help create the content where applicable. Yeah. So we help create the strategy and especially clients that are overwhelmed and they're just starting out with me. It's like, you don't have to do it all at once right up front. Let's start with this. And then after we kind of get rolling over the next couple of months, then we'll add this on. And then it also helps me as their partner understand their business, their clients' pain points, their unique selling propositions, their branding, their voice. And it's only going to get better over time. So you don't have to do it all at once. Start with something and then get consistent so that you're putting content out there on a consistent basis. And then you can build on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead of trying to be a little bit everywhere, you want to start with something, be consistent with that one thing, do it well, then move on. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I was mentioning one of my clients earlier, and he did a podcast show, and that was where he started. And he grew his audience like tenfold. And then he started doing a live Facebook on Fridays, and it grew, and he ended up creating an opt-in because of it, and so grew his e-list dramatically. And then he kind of went into the blogs and videos after that. But he really built an amazing audience through his podcast. 
Mm. So you can start out with one thing, get really good at it, build a following. And then as your business grows, you can extend and tweak your content marketing plan from there. What are some mistakes you see entrepreneurs make? And in particular, if you said you've got some real estate people, real estate people make whenever they're creating their content. I'm not going to point out my client's mistakes, but I do see a lot where there's a few things that always come up. And one is where their social media platforms are not matching their website. So their branding and their image and their message is not consistent throughout all platforms. And if there's any confusion out there, if people are confused about who you are and what you do, and your brand is not recognizable, then you're going to get forgotten and you're not going to grow your business as quickly. The second point is to lack consistency with social media. Again, if you're posting really great for a week and then a couple of weeks go by and you haven't done anything because it's kind of like, oh, I'll get to that when I have time, which we all know we've said somewhere, Yep. then A, you're not top of mind for people. And plus, think about it. If someone's going to your Facebook page to check you out and you haven't posted anything in a couple of weeks, they're going to wonder how successful you are at your business. They're going to wonder, hey, if I buy from this person, are they going to even be around for support? So all these doubting questions are coming up in their mind. So they're going to be less likely to reach out to you. It has a huge impact. So consistency in both being on the platforms with your messaging as well as with your publishing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the third one that I get a lot is the content that you are putting out. Make sure that it's not like all about you. It's not all promo, promo, you know, product, salesy stuff. You have to give information away to show your expertise and for them to trust you so that they feel that you are customer driven. Do you know what I mean? Yep. You're not just looking for the quick buck and the buy. So it's like you really have to be careful about how much promotion you put out there. And your content that you're putting out on social media doesn't always have to link back to your website. That is really key because posts that you do that are just like a quote graphic or like an inspirational little blurb, or even just a funny thing that happened to you during the day, whatever, those are the most shareable pieces. And that's what will extend your reach beyond your specific circle that you have right now. Can you elaborate on that? Maybe give an example of what you mean? Sure. So I call these snackable bites. So let's say you have a blog on your website, or it even be a podcast, whatever it is, you might have within that blog, a few really cool tips or little tiny strategies or a quote or a statistic. And if you post that by itself without linking back to your blog, without promoting your blog, it's just like a standalone tip. So like I could say, I'm not really quick on my feet right now. (laughs) I'm trying to think of something. Just be like, make sure you are consistent with your social media Uh to ensure that you get increased exposure. Let's just say that's a, a, that's just a standalone statement, right? Mm -hmm. But if you make a really nice graphic with that and it's a statement that maybe is a little bit more impactful than what you see. Sure. um, And it just like we say, it really resonates with someone or it's just a really inspiring quote or 
Just something that's really quick. And again, it's a snackable bite. Someone can sink their teeth in really quickly and share it. They don't have to read a big article. They don't have to do anything specific or go anywhere. Mm, I like that. They are really, really shareable. So you don't always have to link back to your website. You have to mix it up. What's a program or software, if any, that you'd like to use to create those nice looking posts and graphics? Oh, you've asked me my favorite question because I'm a bit of a tool nerd. <laughs> <laughs> love, love Canva because if you get the paid version, you can actually import your fonts. You can import your branding colors and have like a branding palette so that every time you make a graphic, you know it's going to be on brand. It's going to reflect what you're all about and match your website and all that good stuff. They do have pictures within it, like photographs that you can use, but they're really expensive. And I use Photospin. It's cheaper than buying iStock photos. Photoskin? Spin. Spin. S-P-I-N. It's like $50 a month and you can uh-huh. get all the graphics you want. And it's got really cool fonts in there and text and graphics. You can go crazy. It's actually really fun to work with. That's really helpful. So Canva is one tool and you use the paid version. Approximately how much is that? Do you remember? I think it was like $10, $14 a month. It's super okay. cheap. Yeah, super but cheap. It, yeah. But if you don't use the paid version, you can still use your branded colors. You just have to know the hex codes. It's just more time consuming, that's all. So Canva, Photospin, and you said you're a tool nerd. So what other tools are helpful for you? I love social media scheduling tools such as Hootsuite. I do like Social Champ. I just got into Recur Post, which is almost like Meet Edgar. So Meet Edgar and Recur Post are different in that you pre-schedule your social media so that you can plan your month ahead and pre-schedule it all and then sit back for the next couple of weeks, so to speak. But Meet Edgar and Recur Post will actually keep the posts that you pre-schedule in like a category of libraries so that it will repost mm-hmm. those that material like let's say three months down the road so that you're recycling the content that you're already putting out there. You're, mm-hmm. you're reusing it. Love it. And you said that is recur post? Yeah, it's like R-E-C-U-R-R or one R, I can't remember, post. I just signed up for it like two weeks ago. But so yeah, I'm just diving into that one now. Before you signed up for it, what were you using? Social Champ. But I liked the idea because I got so much content already over the past few years. It's like, I might as well stick it in those quote unquote libraries and recycle through it and reuse it, especially if it's evergreen, right? Oh yeah. And Google loves that. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else as it relates to optimizing our content marketing that we haven't discussed that you want to mention? Optimizing. I think honestly, using a project management system or even using your calendar And getting on a routine and a schedule when it comes to your content or your social media. If you don't put it in your calendar, honestly, it's not going to get done. Mm. What do you use to organize that? For my team, we use Teamworks Project. So we have templates and every month it's like, okay, first you create the content, then you make the draft, then you make the pictures, prove it with the client, and then we pre-schedule it to the post in WordPress and so forth. So you can get on a routine and it reminds you of all the different tasks that you need to do that relates to your content marketing so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel each month. It's automatically set up as a template. 
or even just having those reminders to make sure you write your blog this week because next mm -hmm. week you have to write the post for it. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have a project management tool. Even if you put those tasks within your calendar and stick to it, like it's an appointment with yourself to create that content, it's really, really crucial. That time is a huge investment and has such a big impact on how people view you and how many new clients you can attract. Lindsay, how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? They can check it out at smoothbusinessgrowth.com. And of course, I have a start here page for those that aren't quite clear on what content marketing is or how it all works and what elements that they can start diving into. Well, we've got to be consistent across all platforms where our message and branding is consistent. We've got to be consistent with our publishing. We should start with something and then do it consistently and then go to something else. And along the way, within that first platform, a good tip is to have what you call the snackable bite, which are incredibly shareable. And it might not link back to our website. It might just be an inspirational quote or something else. And some tools to build that something else in would be Canva and Photospin. And then to republish articles and to schedule out, you use Recur Post. And to manage all that stuff, could be a calendar or Teamworks project is what you all use. So thank you so much for sharing your insight and your approach. And I hope you have a best ever weekend, Lindsay, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got the document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper. They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff to identify the best loan terms. Go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. The Real Estate Innovators podcast explores innovation in commercial real estate technology, design, and development. They celebrate the companies and innovators who are changing the business of commercial real estate and are inspiring the future of how we work, live, and play. Find out more at therealestateinnovators.com.